Hey everyone, uh, this is a this is actually someone I met like five years ago. I mean, I was I was out of my garage. I was like in my first real non back of the photography studio rental place, and I found this guy on LinkedIn talking about building this site that connects tr people that are broke down with people that need repairs. Um, starting talking to him. He ended up like flying from the Northeast down to South Carolina. We spent the day together. It was great to get to know the guy. Um, but this is a great story about someone that immigrated here from Eastern Europe and didn't even speak English when he got here. And now he has a successful, uh, he has a very successful job that he does for somebody else, but he's also in his spare time and money been building this new business of his. He definitely has a dream and a passion. Uh, I think he's like most of us in software. You start with something and where you end up are two different places and you learn a lot. You know, a lot of us building these things don't come from software, so we don't know how to build it or best practices or even the questions to ask. And we learn along the way. And unfortunately, a lot of times it costs us a lot of money in, in doing those things. Uh, but it's part of the journey. And that's what I really love about Mike is, is he's very, very passionate about what he's doing here. I think he's created a great product. So if you're a fleet owner that owns uh, mainly over on the smaller side of fleets, uh, he's got a great product that I think would really help you. It's not super expensive. Uh, and it does give you a little more insight, a lot more insight into everything going on in your company. Uh, so with all that said, I, I really hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, Mike's a great dude. Follow him on LinkedIn, check out their website, and I'll let you get going and watch the interview. Welcome to the DL, everyone. I am your host, Tyler Robertson, also the CEO and founder of Diesel Laptops. And the podcast show you're listening to, we get to talk about everything going on in the diesel-powered equipment space. Trucks, off-highway equipment, we even get into marine. Heck, we even do automotive, sometimes we do power sports. All kinds of interesting things. So as you know, business, I definitely love. I love my business, I love my industry, and I love entrepreneurship. So it's really cool when you're able to meet people that kind of intersect and cross and do all these things. So I want to introduce you to Mike with FleetPal.io. So Mike, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I mean, we, we've we actually known each other. You got to see me like in the little building that I had before way back in the middle of middle of Lexington. Um, so it's it's been a bit of a journey uh, and everything. So I, it's, it's just it's a pleasure to get you on the show and everything. I would I would love if you people would get your background a little bit um, because I know you know trucks. You're not like a software guy, like kind of just coming in saying I got a solution. And I see that all the time. You're more of a guy that's been here around trucks and truck repair a little bit. So can you give a little little background on yourself just to set the stage for everyone? So uh, my name is Mike, uh, and I think uh, my story starts uh, uh, when I when I came to US back in 2005. Um, I started um, a job as a truck driver back then, and I didn't know much about trucks. Um, the company that I was working for um, started growing, and they offered me to become a fleet manager of about 40 trucks. And, um, you know, I, I took the job and um, I started interacting with uh, dealers, repair shops, drivers. And um, I felt the need to learn more about the maintenance and I had to come up with a system of maintaining the whole thing. Um, this, the company started growing pretty fast. So we got to about 150 trucks pretty quick and we had to um, open up an in-house repair shop, right? 
Um, now I have to interact with mechanics, parts, vendors, and I have to change strategy of, of how we, um, and now we needed uh, software, right? Uh, we bought a system that cost us a uh, six-figure number, and it took a lot of time to implement and start um, using it. Uh, we had to pay a lot of money for onboarding and training. The company kept um, growing, and at this point, we had about 500 trucks and 800 trailers, and everything was five. Everything was fine um, until management started asking the big questions about numbers and stuff. So I was like, oh my God, uh, if, even if you have a good system, you need to be able to set it up correctly. Uh, that um, led me to a place where I really needed to get a help from somebody and I didn't know where to turn. So I started talking to our dealer that sold us the equipment. And you know what the dealer usually says, right? They want to sell you the equipment, but that's about it. Um, I talked to the software provider. Uh, they were like, you know what? We sold you the software. Like, if you need more training on the software, but we cannot help you with strategy or anything. So I was, I was really hoping. I wish there was somebody to help me out here. I always liked computers in the past when I was younger, and now being in the industry, I kind of got two and two together, and I wanted to automate some of these processes because I, I keep seeing repeat, repeating process and all the problems that I that I faced as I was, you know, growing through my career, I always thought that there's gotta be an easy way to, to do these things. So that's how I got to where I am today. Um, of course there is. So I, I got a lot of questions here. Like, I, okay, so first of all, I only speak English, right? And I deal with people from China, Italy, Spain. We all, we all speak English. But did, did you speak English before you got here? Or was that something you had to pick up once you got here? Like, what, what was that like? No, it was very hard in the beginning. I had to learn on my own and um, pretty much uh, being on the truck, I was, I was driving for three and a half years. There's not, there's not a lot of talking there, right? <laughs> so it was very hard for me. I didn't start actually le learning until I get off the truck and started working as a fleet manager. And again, talking to all the vendors, everybody. Um, the business actually that I was working for gave me the opportunity to learn a lot of things and, you know, I, at one point, I was in charge of uh, running the whole maintenance operation, purchasing vehicles. Actually, one of the, the latest deals that we closed was for uh, 250 vehicles. Uh, so you can imagine the, the, the amount of money that was involved in the whole thing. So I've kind of seen the business of all the different perspectives, which gives me a better vantage point or better understanding of the whole uh, ecosystem. Uh, so you know, that helps me a lot to actually translate that knowledge into into the product that we're building. So, I mean, that's just amazing though. You, you come all the way over here, you start as a truck driver, you speak little or no English, and now we're sitting here, you know, obviously a little bit later in the future, right? That was 2005-ish, I think you said, we're sitting here in 2022. Yeah. But I mean, now you're obviously, you're, you're doing well at your job, you're building Fleet Pal, you got, you got things going on. So if that's not like the, like the story people love to hear, like, but I mean, it just shows though people with ambition and a little bit of drive, they, and some ideas and some finding some problems in the market. Cause that's really what you described. There was, I had a problem and the solutions all sucked. Like that's, that's really what, what you were saying. <laughs> so did you know anything at all about software development at that time? Or was it like, okay, I want to go build a thing and, and you found someone to help you. What, where did you go once you knew like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do something here to, to make a better, pro make a better solution. I really I just had a basic understanding, technical understanding, but I didn't know much about it. 
Uh, and that's uh, that's how I met my uh, one of the co-founders of FleetPow, which uh, currently holds the role of CTO. Uh, I think we perfectly clicked because that was the missing piece that, that we needed. Uh, we needed somebody to you know invest time and knowledge into the project because I was thinking, let's first outsource, let's hire somebody to do it. But we quickly uh, quickly understood that it that's not going to you know uh, uh, deliver good product. We needed somebody full-time, somebody that understands the the problems. And we really started from scratch and we we made a lot of mistakes on, on the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I, I trust me, I make them mistakes. too. Yeah. <laughs> and we probably still do, but we are learning from, from each and every mistake. We're, we're now focusing on operation. We're now focusing on process, how to do more with less and all this. So I'm learning every day. Now, now I know a lot about software as well, right? Uh, yeah. I I I go all over all over the place. I need to because I, I hold the role also of a, of a product owner. Basically, we we write the all the description and you know what the product needs to be, and that needs to be translated to the developers on the other side because they don't need to know about the problems that we want to solve right on this level. So it's all about communication. It's all about team, good people, and it's very hard. It's all about uh, building the right culture so yeah. we keep we keep working on it and i think uh, we're finally seeing that fleet Power is turning into a great product something that i always wanted i'm proud of it i'm proud of my team so can't wait to share with with the rest of the world yeah so when i when i first met you i mean god that's gotta be like five years ago now maybe four years ago it probably it's like COVID's been like two years. I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. The years are the years are clicking by. Like okay, my company's seven years old. Yeah. How, however, the math works there. Um, it was a while back, but I think when I first met you, Fleet Pal was kind of like a. It was almost it wasn't like almost a locator, like a truckdown.com or like a, a place to find service work. Was that kind of the initial thought when you first did Fleet Pal, or was it more than that at that point? I'm, I'm trying to remember. Well, we always wanted to build um, a product that connects all the all the players in the industry the uh, ecosystem but in the beginning that seemed like a big big project for us so we were like we were trying to figure out how to be how to build the skateboard right starting small and then expand and we thought that was a low hanging fruit for us you know get uh, get some people on board start building the um the directory for breakdown repairs and you know just just start connecting the two um, the two points and you know build the software on top of it and of course that was one of the mistakes that we made because we didn't <laughs> we kind of started from the side of the problem and we wanted to get back back in the middle where first we have to set up your operation to understand what exactly fleet maintenance is how does it work then we realized that you know uh, breakdowns is just a small piece of the whole operation it's just the, the that part that you handle uh, outsourced or emergency breakdown maintenance. And, you know, thank God, actually, uh, up, up until that point, I was like really trying to figure out what didn't work. And one of your team uh, members reached out to us and was like, hey, guys, let, let's meet. And that was, that was probably the thing that kept me going because the minute somebody actually reached out and appreciated the work that we, we did, it really pushed me forward. And and here I am now, still working on it with with much better product. So it it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, no, it's it, it's a grind with anything, right? And and getting that feedback from 
from strategic partners, customers, vendors. It's always always super helpful. So today, fleetpal.io. I'm I'm assuming it's built today for fleets. Can can you like if you had to give some bullet points, like what is it actually? What value? Why would a fleet have this software? What does it actually do for them? How does it help them? So. FleetPow is a SaaS company uh, designed to revolutionize um, the, the modern fleet maintenance, uh, maintenance industry. We're digital first, and we provide um, free solutions for fleet maintenance, fleet managers who are still using pen and paper reporting to, main, uh, to maintain their vehicles. And you know, that can create a whole range of vehicle he health and safety issues. And for those users, and not only we offer a free solution designed to provide enhanced vehicle reporting to minimize downtime and maximize both efficiency and safety on the road. You know, that's a big thing now. Um, you know, I mentioned back that we, um, we research a lot about maintenance, but we started looking into what the big companies are doing, right? So we talked to a lot of consultants, uh, maintenance professionals, so we can understand what's in the core of the vehicle maintenance and reporting. And we realized that most of the small guys, most of the small fleets don't use DMRS. And they're trying to create their own system of vehicle management. They, they try to do their own setup just like the way I was trying to do my own. And I made a lot of mistakes because of it. And we felt that this segment of fleets was incredibly underserved. So we invented FleetPal to make it available for everyone, to be more affordable. And, you know, you can... You can use it either if you're 500 uh, vehicle fleet or one vehicle uh, if, if you're doing your maintenance that way. And by allowing more fleets to meet the VMRS standard in a free and easy way, we bring vehicle health, efficiency, and safety to the forefront of both small and large fleets everywhere. Uh, talking about the problems, um, I would go you know, on, on, on the top when you look at the big picture, I like to, to identify the problem as being uh, industrial revolution for compatible. And what does that mean? Uh, we know the industry has changed a lot and it continues to change. And in order for businesses to stay relative and competitive, they have to step up their game because the industry demands data, it demands visibility. So how do you do that? How does a small business compete with the big guys out there? Tyler? Um, you have done pretty much the same with these laptops, right? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the, I think we're taking a similar strategy here, right? So, you know, what I heard you say there was, you know, there's, there's fleets with pen and paper managing these things. And, you know, for an outsider to hear like, what do you mean a fleet's running millions of dollars of equipment and they're using pen and paper to manage it? I, I believe that because I know repair shops are using pen and paper and carbon and forms to do billion dollar <laughs> operations. And that this is the reality of this B2B space that we're in, in this fragmented industry. So I, I think it sounds like you're, I'm assuming you're taking a similar approach because you're right. Like I'm, I'm competing against billion dollar competitors, Bosch, Snap-on, like household names, essentially, right? You're, I'm assuming competing against the Trimbles and these, these big, huge guys out there that have 5,000 employees and, and, you know, no end of resources. Um, yeah, so for us, it was the same thing. Like, oh, well, they're focused. These big guys are focused on big customers. 
I'm going to go help the small guy and be like, Absolutely. what problems do you have? I'm like, let's just, and let's give you an affordable solution. You don't need the $100,000 Cadillac. You said you spent $100,000 at the company you're working with. Yeah. And they probably didn't need a $100,000 solution. It was probably way overkill if I had to guess. Maybe it expanded, they grew into it. Um, but you see that so often with software companies that have products. Um, I mean, I could look at our CRM software. I didn't start with Salesforce. I mean, it's the Cadillac of CRMs. But before that, I was on HubSpot. Before that, I was on Pipedrive. And before that, I was using spreadsheets. Like, it's just, yeah. it, you, you got to right fit the solution for you. So is that part of the strategy? Like, go go find those smaller, you know, Absolutely. smaller yeah. fleets? We focus on that segment as I, as, because, as I mentioned, we think they're uh, underserved. And when you look at that segment, it's bigger than any other segment in the industry, right? The yeah. small businesses, the small fleets, they make the bigger part. And they're moving America, right? They're moving the stuff that we need. And, and now the trucks are even more, on, they're on the spotlight because with, with time, everybody expects their things to just show up magically in front of their door. So in order to keep these fleets relevant and stay on, stay, um, you know, in, on, on business, they have to have the, the right tools to do that. Um, you mentioned value props. Um, I think FleetPow is bringing two new or first in the industry. One of the things that we bring first is the paper work order or paper event. So what that does, we allow you to house or enter in your system unlimited units. So most of the competitors do units per month or they, they will do users per month. We have unlimited units, unlimited users. We, we, we want you to take full advantage of the system by having your whole team on the on the platform and we want you to have your whole fleet um you know companies throw out money because they have a lot of equipment that trailers for example trailers sits there it gets charged five or six dollars a month but you service it once three months right so why would you have to pay so much money to to have that equipment and, and manage it there so with with us we we save you money right there that's one of the things the second first that we bring in the industry, and I'm very proud of it because it, it really came from my, from my team and, and designers. We're the first company in the field that is mobile-first design. Our UX and UI is designed to be worked on mobile, and then we blow it out to the different resolutions, which is great. Uh, we have a lot of frontline workers doing fleet maintenance. It's very important for them to be mobile. So we focus on that and we deliver truly real mobile fleet maintenance solution. Well, I've, I've seen your software, I've demoed it. I know some of our employees have been through and everything. I can tell the listeners, um, and hopefully we'll get some stock footage and kind of throw it into this as the, the video portion's paying, but it was clean interface, easy to use. And I, I think you're thinking about it right. Like, hey, let's make it a simplified business model. Let's not make it overly complicated. Um, let's make sure it's affordable. And you guys went, you guys did it right with mobile first. Like everything is going mobile. People want to do things on mobile yeah. devices. I know we just launched last year our first ever mobile diagnostic tool, which is crazy turning your phone into a diagnostic tool, but it's, it's the world we live in today. Um, and we just finally got stock back in and it's, it's flying off the shelves. So I, I, I know people want to use that. I mean, let's face it. This is like a $1,300 computer sitting in my pocket all day long. Yeah. They actually got some processing power. It's not, you know, 1999 anymore. <laughs> So it is amazing what you can do with those things. And as long as you have the mentality of using that first, you can make a beautiful interface that works, you know, pretty much, pretty much anywhere. So 
so you're sitting here today. You got a you got a software program for people. Um, is it first of all is it is it available to buy right now for people, or are you demoing it for people, or where where are you at in like the cycle of the product? I guess we have a minimum viable product that is out there and available. Uh, we have two currently two plans. Uh, our early access plan that includes a lot of free tools, whatever free tools that uh, you know fleet managers can use. And we also have um, uh, FleetPal Pro, which includes um, work order uh, uh, management. That's available right now. Um, you know, you can go out and try it out for free. That's that's something that we really wanted to do. Is actually shorten the path that I explained in the past by buying a solution. We like people to come and try it first before they make a decision. So we would give them free work orders for them to try it out, to try the system, see if it works. It might not work for them. They might not like it. We don't want them to commit before that. And which ultimately keeps us trying to get better. So that's that's one commitment that we made. We gotta give it to the people. If they don't, if they don't use it, we gotta find the problem. We're gonna talk to them, we'll, we'll take their feedback and make it even better so we can solve their problem. It is available and, and people can can get on it now. So what what size fleet? Is this like for a guy that has one truck or ten trucks or hundred trucks? Like where's your where do you think your core market is today that you wanna that you wanna go after? I mean you can't be everything to everybody, obviously, right? Yeah. Um I think anybody that um that wants to um become digital, that wants to understand analytics and where the fleet is standing, uh we are heavy on uh, analytics and, and numbers. So if you cannot answer to to simple question like how much you spend uh, per mile for maintenance or for tires or how much uh, you spend for scheduled repairs or non-scheduled, how much you outsource versus you don't. All these things, if you cannot answer and you need to answer these questions, you're probably a good fit to use FleetPal. That's that's where you start. Yeah. No, it's some, I mean, heck, it sounds like my dad could probably use it with his mixer truck. I was trying, <laughs> I was trying to ask him the other day. I'm like, Dad, well, what, like... <laughs> He's like, well, I know what we cost per mile. It's on the in, in, in you know the annual income. I'm like, well, which trucks, which ones? Do they have high miles? What may like he, he wasn't able to slice it up at all and understand really beyond we spent X dollars on on repairs last year. I'm like, well, was that tires? Was it what what what, yeah, what you, was you it? Don't know. What was it? Yeah, he had no idea. And not only, you know, find the baseline, but then once you have the data, it helps you make better decisions yeah. and, and plan a little better. So that's where actually the actual saving comes from. Yeah. No, I, hey, I, as a business owner, I totally get it. I mean, I went from, we just transitioned from QuickBooks Online and this other inventory system <laughs> to, to NetSuite, right? And I'm like, I had to ask the question, like, how, how do I, how do I get my half million dollars back here? Cause it seems like a big, yeah. big upcharge. But, and that's what it really what it came down to was I have better data. I can make better decisions. We can be more efficient at our jobs. It doesn't take 10 minutes to process something anymore. Like, it was just all those, things you don't typically measure inside your business, but you also know if you have those things, you can grow, go grow, grow your business and know what's going on. Like figure out the foundational Absolutely, stuff yeah. today. Right. Absolutely. And for every business that wants to scale, they have to set up correctly from the beginning. Yeah, no, I've, man, I, I think I got that tattoo about eight times on me. Like just go, <laughs> just go grow and I'll deal with it later. And then it, Wax me aside the head twice. So, and Hey, by the way, you made that comment earlier too, about making mistakes, man. I, I have been there. Like we're on V three, four and five of some things around here, just cause we keep having to zig and zag and, and redo things that we've made. I think, I think I've, I think I've made, I'll blame myself. I think I've made like every software mistake you can make. And finally I just hired a bunch of people that are really smart and can go do it. So I'm like, perfect. Like, here's the yeah. ideas. Go, go build these things. So Mike, it's, it's been great having you on here. 
you know, we're definitely put your link in the show notes and, and all those things. Give you those nice link backs, help you with your SEO stuff too, I'm hey. sure, uh, which we all care about. Uh, but if people want to get a hold of you or Fleet Pal, how would they go about doing that? Um, I think the best way to reach uh, out to me is uh, via email. Uh, my email is mike at fleetpal.io. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn, but really uh, hit me up on my email. Uh, I try to respond as soon as possible, and that's the best way to, to get one on one connection with me. Also, you can find information on our website, uh, fleetpal.io. Well, Mike, and I know we're, we're friends on Facebook too, and I see a lot of good stuff going on in your personal life. So, man, keep, you know, like, seriously, like, it's just a great story. Coming on over here, not knowing English, driving a truck. Now you have a successful career. You got a business going. You got a family going. Like, you got, you got a lot going on, man. Best of luck living to you in the, the future. Yeah, living the yeah. dream. I, I love yeah. it. I love it. So with that, we're going to watch. We're going to call this one an episode here. So again, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Like, comment, share, subscribe, whatever, whatever all you guys are doing now on all these social media platforms. Keep on doing it for us. We appreciate it. And it's not just diagnostics. It's diagnostics done right. And that applies to fleets as well. And you need software to manage all these things in your fleet. So check out fleetpal.io. We'll see you on the next one. Mm -hmm.